0: Our reading from the New Testament is from 1 Peter chapter 1 beginning at verse 3. Speaking of the living hope. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us due birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through the faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith the f- salvation of your souls.
1: Great, thank you, Margaret, very much indeed. Some of you may have seen and read the short article by Kate Hill in the December issue of Christianity magazine, which was about resisting the pressure from society to have a perfect Christmas involving endless treats, a lavish meal or meals, and a pile of presents, which apparently costs the average family over 800 pounds. Not hugely surprised by that estimate. But then the final sentence of the article makes the key point. And she writes, I quote, The perfect Christmas has already happened, and I, for one, will be trying my best to focus on the ultimate gift, that Isaiah 9:6 tells me I already have for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace so in other words instead of striving to create the perfect christmas we too need to celebrate the perfect Christmas that has already happened. Instead of striving to create the perfect Christmas, we need to celebrate the perfect Christmas that has already happened and make sure that Jesus is right at the focus of our Christmas as well. Now what we're really trying to do in this launch of the Christmas program is as a believing congregation to set us up for these coming weeks in the best possible way. Really our worship on Sundays takes a little bit of a turn in the next few weeks because we are especially conscious of those who come among us as guests and want all of our occasions to be really guest friendly and to bring something of that heart of the Christian message into our Christmas thinking. And that's where we're going in the coming weeks as far as Services here are concerned. But tonight we want to lay the foundation for that in our prayers and in our attitude ourselves of being set up for Christmas, launching what is such an amazing season. And this morning I talked about the bigger picture of Advent hope, but let me home in on Christmas hope tonight and just to help you think a little bit about how much hope is expressed in this Christmas story. It's very straightforward, really, but uh, but here it is. How much hope is expressed in the Christmas story? Prophecy was fulfilled. That in itself was a sign of hope. A number of Old Testament prophecies that come to fulfillment in the Christmas story going right back and probably one that's not so often quoted and not so well known is in the book of Numbers chapter 24 and verse 17 which talks about a star which will come out of Jacob a scepter which will rise out of Israel Uh, the least expected nation will give birth to the most significant moment of all that's back in Numbers Then more familiar in Isaiah 7 and verse 14, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, Emmanuel. And the words that I quoted a moment ago, Isaiah 9, 6, to us a child is born, to us a son is given and so on. The words that we started our service with that we focused on this morning, arise, shine, for your light has come. The words in Hosea chapter 11 and verse 1, out of Egypt I called my son, and that's quoted in Matthew 2, where Joseph took Jesus to Egypt to escape from Herod. And of course in Micah chapter 5, you Bethlehem, least among the towns of Judah, out of you will come the one who will be the rescuer of my people, Micah. So all these words from the Old Testament were wonderfully fulfilled in the coming of Jesus. hope from the Old Testament that was emerging Was expressed when prophecy was fulfilled. I think hope was also expressed in the Christmas story because some very ordinary people were part of it. Zachariah and Elizabeth come into the story, an elderly priest and a barren wife. And they suddenly take central stage in the story that gives birth to John the Baptist, who of course was the one who prepared the way for the Lord. Mary and Joseph themselves, young, poor, village dwellers. And yet the greatest miracle of all is acted out in Mary's womb. The shepherds in Bethlehem, considered to be the most ordinary of people, were nevertheless the first to receive good news. So ordinary people in the Christmas story had key roles. And again, hope was expressed in that moment. Hope was expressed because prophecy was fulfilled. Hope was expressed because ordinary people came to the front line with such amazing roles. And hope was expressed very much in what the angels announced as good news. Gabriel's message to Mary was just bursting with hope. That Mary herself would be with child. And that that child would be a sign of hope for the whole world. Mary's response in the Magnificat, Zachariah's song. Also expressions of praise, expressions of hope. As those people place themselves in the hands of God's purposes. The angels to the shepherds was a message that was full of hope. The chorus of angels bursting through the sky was a wonderful dramatic expression of hope. There was hope oozing out of the Christmas story. And then just a short while later when Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem, perhaps in a quieter setting, Simeon responded with an amazing word of hope. My eyes have seen your salvation which you prepared in the sight of all people, a light for the revelation to Gentiles and glory for your people Israel." And so the Christmas story is completely hope-filled. It's filled with hope because it fulfills what was spoken about before, because it touches the lives of ordinary people, because the angels announced so much good news. And Simeon also expressed a depth of understanding and of hope in the child Jesus. Something so great emerging from something so ordinary. The Christmas story is full of hope and we'll try and unpack that a little bit more in these weeks of Advent. But tonight let me also say to you from the words that Margaret read in 1 Peter chapter 1 that our hope today also comes from Jesus. That's what Peter says. Our hope today comes from Jesus. 1 Peter 1 verse 3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Now it's more natural to take this as an Easter text than a Christmas text but actually it's a Christmas text as well. That God has given new birth to hope for us through Jesus Christ. So we could say this, that hope was birthed in the Christmas story, but hope is reborn in every conversion story. Hope was birthed, in the Christmas story, that story of the birth of a baby was full of hope, absolutely full of hope. But that same hope is reborn every time someone discovers Jesus today. That hope is rebirthed in every conversion story so that we say, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And the hope that we're given as we trust in Jesus is absolutely incredible. It comes from God's mercy, not from our achievement. In his great mercy, he's given us birth to a living hope. It leads us to an inheritance that neither can perish, spoil, or fade. It's a hope that's going to last forever. It protects us here and now with the Holy Spirit because you who through faith are shielded by God's power, that is that God's power surrounds you and protects you like a shield until that final day when hope reaches its completion. Hope which also strengthens us through the trials that we inevitably face. These words in 1 Peter chapter 1 are realistic about the hardship of life. But those trying times are times through which God is present to strengthen us. And ultimately that hope fills us with an inexpressible and glorious joy. I'm not really spending a long time expounding 1 Peter chapter 1 tonight. But it's just such a wonderful passage. Tells us about this incredible hope that comes from God's mercy, that leads to an eternal inheritance, that protects us here and now, that strengthens us and fills us with an inexpressible joy. So we've got the hope of the Christmas story. That moment when Jesus was born, absolutely oozing with hope. Because it was a fulfillment of prophecy, because it touched ordinary lives, because it was announced in such an amazing way by the angels and was in so many ways the fulfillment of all that had led up before in God's purposes. We have the the birth of Jesus oozing with hope, and we have the new birth of every Christian oozing with hope. Here's the crunch this great message of hope must be shared. Must be shared. We can't hang on to it. It's got to be shared. And this is where we're coming to in a moment as uh, we work towards both our times of, our time of prayer and our sharing in communion tonight. Because this is an amazing season in church life. I have to say, I don't fully understand it. But nevertheless, There is something incredible going on at this time of year. During this last week, people have been asking me, when is the Christmas publicity coming out? When are you advertising your Christmas services? We want to come. It doesn't happen any other time in the year, but somehow it happens at this time of year. I think it was on Tuesday when I was in Kairos, when someone asked me that. At Rugby Tots yesterday we were here in the building and there was someone who's uh, one of the mums of one of the Rugby Tots children again asking for this and uh, saying they really wanted to come at Christmas. Someone from the gym after their workout this morning came to church. They were just a little bit late for the start of the service. They were very sweaty. They were in their lycra. They were too embarrassed to come into church. But they wanted one of these and they wanted to know about Christmas. So people are asking all the time. It's incredible. Why does everyone want to come? I don't really know, but they do. And that's fantastic. Why do people want to sing carols at Christmas that tell this story and that speak about the life and the light of Jesus in our hearts? I don't know, but they do. There is something about this season. And so we need to get beyond the tinsel, the carols, the nativity scene. And we need to see people converted at Christmas. So that that oozing of hope in the Christmas story sees also a birth of hope in other people's lives at Christmas. And this is the odd thing because so many people want to come to church at Christmas doesn't seem to be a time when huge numbers of people come to faith. We've got to break through that. And this season has got to be a time not just for the sentimentality of the story but the power of the gospel and the hope which Jesus brings. So that's what we're going to really pray about tonight and trust God for in these next few weeks.